Hi, I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I are going to start a weekly podcast that we will download each Monday. The podcast will be entitled, A New Voice of Freedom. Ron, my husband, is a retired professor. He spent 38 years teaching college and university-level classes. He was an English professor, and his knowledge and vocabulary are over the top. I was an elementary teacher, a principal, and ended my career teaching at the university. My job will be to control Ron's intellectual enthusiasm. Ron has written a series of books entitled In Defense of Christianity. These four volumes will contribute to the content of these podcasts. I encourage anyone interested to check them out on Amazon and download or buy the paper copy or the audio. I need here to note that we are average, ordinary citizens, not professionals or trained podcasters. But Ron and I are so concerned with the changes our government is making, moving away from our Constitution, Bill of Rights, focusing on the rights of special interest groups instead of the rights of all citizens. So much is at stake. We as citizens must take a stand. We must speak out. I hope you will join us each week as we discuss freedom, democracy, and what we can do as citizens to make a difference. Welcome to Episode 1 of A New Voice of Freedom. These podcasts reflect the four-volume series entitled In Defense of Christianity, published on Amazon. This episode is entitled The Marcus Aurelius Complex. Marcus Aurelius was the Roman emperor from 161 to 180 AD during the rise of Christianity. There was a time in my life when I could not get enough of Antonius Marcus Aurelius. I found him mesmerizing, brilliant, and inspiring. He was a Stoic, and though he worshipped many gods, he spoke like the most devout Christian. Even today, his words could be quoted from any Christian pulpit. The following is just a sample from the meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Quote, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Therefore, guard accordingly, and take care that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. Unquote. The odd thing is that the emperor saw Christianity as a threat to his empire. Therefore, he led the fight to destroy Christianity and sought to exterminate all Christians. I shall let John Stuart Mill, author of On Liberty, describe what I call the Marcus Aurelius Complex. Quote, if ever anyone possessed of power had grounds for thinking himself the best and most enlightened among his contemporaries, it was the emperor Marcus Aurelius. Absolute monarch of the whole civilized world, he preserved through life not only the most unblemished justice, but what was less to be expected from historical breeding, the tenderest heart. The few failings which are attributed to him were all on the side of indulgence. While his writings, the highest ethical product of the ancient mind, differ scarcely perceptibly, if they differ at all from the most characteristic teachings of Christ, this man, a better Christian in all but the dogmatic sense of the word than almost any of the ostensibly Christian sovereigns who have since reigned, under a solemn sense of duty, authorized the persecution of Christianity. To my mind, this is one of the most tragical facts in all history." Unquote. It is easy to see the analogy between the attitude of Marcus Aurelius about Christianity 
and the attitude of our liberal government today about Christianity. Both see Christianity as a threat to the state and want to remove Christianity from the nation. I define the Marcus Aurelius complex as a person or group of persons in power who fight Christianity but see themselves as saints and saviors of virtue and attempt to suppress anyone who opposes their worldview. They justify any act of violence because in their minds, the end justifies the means. The Marcus Aurelius complex is not unique to Marcus Aurelius. My first example is from an unlikely source, Sir Thomas More, made famous for his courage and integrity in Robert Bolt's play, A Man for All Seasons. More was a devout Catholic. Some could say a religious fanatic. Moore was beheaded because he would not compromise his religious beliefs. He would not recognize King Henry VIII's supremacy over the Church of England. However, in his private life, Sir Thomas More encouraged persecution of Protestants, prevented the spread of Bibles, and openly applauded those who burned Protestants at the stake. Some claimed that he actively participated in their torture. Sir Thomas More, a monument of integrity, suffered from what I call the Marcus Aurelius complex. My second example is from an even more unlikely source, Adolf Hitler. Albert Spears, Hitler's chief architect and armaments minister, said that Adolf Hitler, the man who said between the soup and the salad, I want to annihilate the Jews in Europe, the man who started World War II, who was responsible for murdering six million Jews simply because of race, who was responsible for starving millions of Russians, and who wanted to dominate the world. Hitler quoted scripture. With solemnity, said Spears, Hitler paraphrased the Bible, quote, a nation in which there is even one righteous man will not perish, unquote. There is no doubt, added Spears, that he regarded himself as this one righteous man. Hitler suffered from the Marcus Aurelius complex. It is my observation that those who fanatically follow a cause often suffer from the Marcus Aurelius complex. It is so with the liberals today who see themselves as moral, even as the new conscience of America, if not their savior, yet they want to destroy Christianity. They do it in the name of freedom of religion, but really they do it in the cause of freedom from religion. Why? Because Christianity opposes many of their precepts. Christianity stands in the way of the new world order. Christianity stands in the way of gay marriage. Christianity stands in the way of abortion. Christianity stands in the way of socialism. Christianity stands in the way of fluid morality. Christianity stands for self-evident truths. Christianity stands for the nuclear family. Christianity stands for the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. Christianity opposes sex outside of marriage. The liberals oppose Christianity because the liberals oppose self-evident truth. They oppose absolute truth absolute morals, or absolute standards. Strategically, their reasoning is quite logical. If you want to have absolute power, you must do one of two things. One, you must be the direct spokesman for God, or two, you must remove God entirely. The liberals have chosen the latter. First, they must remove Christianity because it is the dominating religion of the land. And second, since the Constitution forbids Congress from making a law respecting an establishment of religion, they must form a secular church which denies God but has all the power of religion, hence political correctness. 
The liberals have replaced the Beatitudes with political correctness and have set their faces against Christ. It is their goal to demolish Christianity, to destroy democracy, and to deny freedom of religion, and like Marcus Aurelius, build a new world order, replacing our republican form of government with socialism. Again, I quote John Stuart Mill, The odium theologicum, hatred for those with opposing or unacceptable theological views, in a sincere bigot, is one of the most unequivocal cases of moral feeling, unquote. Make no mistake, the doctrine of the left is anti-Christ, not anti-religion. I offer the Inquisition of Judge Kavanaugh as an example of the length the left adopting a superior moral attitude, yet hating those with opposing theological views, will go to abandon decency, truth, integrity, charity, and even humanity to destroy anything or anyone in their path. It boils down to this. Christianity stands for self-evident truth. Christianity holds firm to the truth in the Declaration of Independence. In fact, it is the teachings of the Christian Bible which inspired the following words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Self-evident truth is anathema to the New World Order. Self-evident truth is anathema to political correctness. Self-evident truth is anathema to socialism and communism. The liberals want to remake America. They do not want to restore America. They cannot build their new world view on the foundation of our democratic republic because Christianity will continue to oppose their platform. The liberals must first dismantle the republic and upon the rubble build a new socialist system. Christianity stands in the way because Christianity is the foundation of American liberty and Christianity stands for self-evident truth. The liberals are not against religion. They are a religion. Political correctness is the canon of their beatitudes. Anything that opposes political correctness is seen as heretical, an enemy to the state, and they are willing to do anything to remove opposition. Truth means nothing. Rule of law means nothing. Justice means nothing. The Declaration of Independence means nothing. The Constitution means nothing. The balance of power means nothing. Our democratic republic means nothing. The vision of the founding fathers means nothing. They all stand in the way of the new world order. Just as they have removed prayer from schools, just as they have removed Bibles, crosses, Christmas trees, and nativity scenes, they are now desecrating our statues and perverting our history. They're encouraging riots, defunding police, promoting racism turning a blind eye to the violence in the streets where burning, looting, robbing, attacking, beating, and even murdering innocent bystanders is tolerated. Complete chaos is necessary before a new world order can replace the old world order. They want to be seen as our saviors. Even the life of the unborn means nothing. The end justifies the means. That is the Marcus Aurelius complex. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.